0: Welcome back to the Week 14 Waiver Wire Preview Show here at 44 Football. As always, I'm your host, John Daigle, trying to get you prepared for the fantasy playoffs. Perhaps it begins for you this week, maybe it's next week. Regardless, if you are listening, there is still business to be taken care of in your league. And to do so, I urge you, as always, to check out the Waiver Wire column at 444.com to catch you up on both injuries and immediate flex options that you may be trying to prioritize ahead of the week. And if you head to the site right now, you'll see that Elijah Moore is the number one pickup for waiver wires ahead of week 14. Because we heard Moore and Joe Flacco speak highly of one another ahead of Sunday. But rarely does that kind of rapport come to fruition on the field. That's exactly what happened this past week because Moore registered a season-high 29.2% target share from Flacco, who also dropped back and let it fly for 12.1 air yards per target, the second-highest rate in the entire league. And now we've seen, since their time together in New York, Moore has averaged 11.7 fantasy points per game from Flacco compared to 7.7, literally Four fewer fantasy points per game from Deshaun Watson earlier this year. And with upcoming pass funnels in the Jaguars, Bears, and Texans through Week 16, Moore can arguably be an immediate flex option to take advantage of as long as it's Flacco who continues to start for the Browns. Now, with Moore being the number one pickup, you may be surprised given the injury carousel that happened this past week across the league at the running back position. And so far on Monday night, all we know is that Derrick Henry is not in the league's concussion protocol and is reportedly on track to play Monday night. So we are going to be lost Tajay Spears as a viable option. But the rest of the league still has plug and play options for injuries we do think we're actually going to have to account for. And that includes Ezekiel Elliott on Thursday night because Thursday is logically too short of time for Ramondre Stevenson to turn around following his ankle injury he suffered from a hip drop tackle this past week against the Chargers. And we saw in the last three quarters without Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott did handle, for better or worse, elite RB1 usage, out carrying Ty Montgomery 16-1 to and running a route on a nice 69% of Bailey Zappi's dropbacks for a 20.8% target share. It is obviously not a sexy game at all that's happening on Thursday, given a total that we expect to drop to under 30 points by the time they kick off on Thursday night. But with that aforementioned usage, Zeke even showed us over the last 45 minutes this past week, we think he can get there in fantasy as an every down back with a receiving upside as an RB2 in week 14. Roshan Johnson is another one to take account for. And it's like we talked about last week before the Bears went on by, because the last time we saw Chicago without Deontay Foreman, who is still recovering from his high ankle sprain, it was Roshan who received a season-high 65.2% of the Bears' backfield touches compared to Khalil Herbert's 34.7% share and only eight touches. Maybe that was because of Brian Flores and the Vikings' blitzkrieg ways, and the Bears did just need to opt for their best pass protection back and Roshan over Herbert, but it's honestly enough of a hint of the usage moving forward that if Foreman remains out, Foreman is the player we would have to start. Roshan is the player we would have to start over Herbert, and thus I am willing to drop Herbert for Johnson wherever that's still applicable on your waiver wires. Prize Picks is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform, and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, Prize Picks is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their Prize Pick stat projection. It's that easy. Quick withdrawals, an enormous selection of players, and you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. PrizePix even offers in-game projections. Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together with more A.J. Brown receiving yards or less Jordan Love passing yards. Now it's possible. Just go to prizepix.com accurate and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Kenneth Gainwell is another one because DeAndre Swift took a massive hit in the last quarter against the 49ers, and we don't have an injury update on him just yet. But we have seen this situation play out before. Because remember, in week one of the season opener, when Swift was still an afterthought in that offense, Kenneth Gainwell handled a season-high 81.8% of Philadelphia's backfield touches, out-touching Swift and Boston Scott 18-4 total. So if Swift is going to miss this upcoming game, in what is the most important game of the Philadelphia season against the Cowboys on Sunday night, we know with confidence we can go right back to Kenneth Gainwell. And finally, another player we may have to put into our lineups based on injuries is DJ Dallas, because Kenneth Walker hasn't practiced at all since he initially suffered his oblique injury, and Zach Charbonnet most recently was seen in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys with a shoulder injury. But this isn't nothing new to DJ. Dallas under Pete Carroll. He's done this before. You have to go all the way back to week eight of 2020, when Dallas played a season, a career high in snaps in place of Chris Carson now it's Collins. But in that game, he finishes the RB3 on the week with a total 23 touches from scrimmage for 58 yards and two touchdowns. If it is only going to be Dallas and Kenny McIntosh? who has only played exclusively on special teams and his only two appearances since he returned from injury this year, then we think Dallas is going to be an every-down workhorse. So despite the tough matchup against the Niners, Dallas can still get there at least in the passing game and perhaps provide value in PPR leagues as an RB3 or 4. And finally, if you are struggling to find a replacement for Trey McBride this week on bye, I would urge you to check your waiver wire once again and just make sure Isaiah Likely wasn't dropped over Baltimore's bye. Because yes, as we talked about in the past, he did fail in his first two spot starts for Mark Andrews. But we also had reasons to attribute that to. In week one, the Ravens lost both left tackle Ronnie Stanley and center Tyler Linderbaum. And that's why... Likely had to play a season high 20 run blocking snaps. And then against the Bengals, when Mark Andrews was lost in a short week, likely was thrown into the fire in every down roll without any preparation ahead of time. But against the Chargers on Sunday night, with a full 10 days to integrate himself into the offense, he ran around on 84% of Lamar Jackson's dropbacks for a 20% target share and finished with a team high in receiving yards. So if Likely is going to keep that every down roll from Lamar Jackson moving forward, and he will, we have to keep him as a locked-in, low-end, tight-in end one the rest of the way. Speaking of injuries and deep cuts, who could actually be serviceable in the near future or down the stretch in the fantasy playoffs, DeMario Douglas are in absent in concussion protocol for the second straight week on Monday. And what we saw in his place this past week against the Chargers was Devontae Parker pop-up for a team high, nine targets, and 37.5% target share, his highest marker of the season. Again, this total is trending towards being historically low, so we don't need to get crazy and try to stack our lineups with Patriots and Steelers players ahead of Thursday night. But if Douglas remains out, and right now it certainly seems like it's headed that way, Parker could earn enough volume in that game to be a viable wide receiver floor or for flex option on the week. It's also the time of the year where older veterans who have surprised to this point begin fading away for a variety of reasons, including the wear and tear of the season. And the rookies instead begin to emerge. It's something that happens every year. And I think that's something that could be happening with Jonathan Mingo for the Panthers. Because this past week, with Thomas Brown taking over play calling For the first time, without Frank Wright breathing down his neck in Carolina, we saw Mingo pop up for a team-high 38.4% target share. And now, in his last four games with Thomas Brown calling plays for him, Mingo has recorded a 21.4% target share. And in the last month, has just one fewer target than Thielen. Given the direction these two players are going right now, you don't have to squint to see Mingo out-targeting and being the more useful wide receiver for fantasy for the rest of the year over Adam Thielen, thinking we're only going to get one player there every week anyways from Bryce Young and this terrible offense. So I am looking to add Jonathan Mingo wherever I can, thinking that he could be the wide receiver one for the Panthers the rest of the way. And finally, everyone is aware of the backups that we are looking to pick up among the starters who were injured, like, as we mentioned earlier, Spears or Antonio Gibson, although the commanders are on bye, and we're expecting Brian Robinson to be healthy in a couple of weeks' time. But a sneaky one down the stretch is Tyler Goodson for the Colts because with Jonathan Taylor now reportedly expected to miss three to five weeks, targeting a running back in a high-volume offense who could get every single touch is still a priority. And Tyler Goodson, surprisingly, was played over Trey Sermon this past week whenever Zach Moss was banged up for only one possession. And it wasn't much. Three snaps to Moss's one. But Tyler Goodson earned two targets on those three snaps and three routes, whereas Trey Sermon only ran one route. And given that the Colts are 10th in the league in plays per game right now, and have a poor defense to always push their offense into fantasy goodness, if you are trying to stash the next available player behind Zach Moss, I do think we have enough evidence to think it is Goodson, not Trey Sermon. Reminder, the waiver Wire column will be updated through Wednesday for all of you still battling it out. And we'll be back on Thursday, as always, for the week 14 preview show, myself and John Paulson at 2 p.m. Eastern. So until then, good luck. And remember, be a little bit kind of the thought. We'll see you next time.